Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 704 High School Highlight Podcast. My name is Jeff Taylor. I'm the sports director at Bay Hackle Sports. This podcast brought to you by the Downer Law Firm. They are Charlotte's hometown legal team. If you've ever had an accident or injured, make sure you check out the Downer Law Firm. We appreciate all they do for high school sports and what they do for Bay Hackle Sports. So today we are joined by Connor Zilich, 17 years old. And um, let me just tell you this real quick. Um, he spent a weekend at Daytona, running the 24 hours of Daytona. It's sponsored by Rolex, right? Yeah. It's so um, here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered. And we were talking before the podcast even got started. Um, you don't attend high school, so you attend online. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that real quick. How, how, is it strange like kind of doing high school online? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely different than you know, your normal 17-year-old kid. Um, when I was, I think in eighth grade, I had to make the switch. I was traveling to Europe and racing carts and you know, racing every weekend pretty much. And it was just getting tough on me, still going to a public school. I used to go to Weddington, high school, or Weddington Middle School. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely different than your normal kid. But, um, it's what I have to do to, you know, pursue my dreams and, and do what I love. So it definitely uh, isn't normal, but I, uh, I I enjoy it, and you know, it's it's worked for me. So talk to me a little bit about growing up. When did you start racing? Kind of what got you into it? Do you remember what was the first thing you got behind the wheel of? Yeah, I, I started karting when I was four and a half. So uh, my very first time. I still I was... don't get that. People say four and a half. <laughs> I'm like, four and a half year old kids want to go karts. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, so I've been doing it basically as long as I can remember, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, you know, just what I enjoy and, and what I have a, a, a really big passion for. And I also played soccer growing up. So, uh, you know, I had a few different sports I was playing, but I made the, you know, the highest soccer team in, in you know, the CSA. And I told them I would miss a few games for racing. And they told me, well, you're going to have to get demoted a team then. So that's when I quit <laughs> playing soccer and realized that I wanted to pursue racing. So we'll get to the, the, the Daytona and everything that's going to happen this year in a little bit. But talk to me a little bit about family in terms of for, for, for you to get to where you are, um, there's gotta be support of the family. Yeah, my parents, um, you know, they're my biggest supporters and they've been behind me since I very first started and without them, none of this would be possible. So, uh, you know, they supported me when I went to Europe. My parents couldn't really come with me the whole time. So I would go with, you know, my mechanic and my coach and, um, you know, I never really had my parents there with me, but they were always supporting me from home, waking up in the middle of the night to, to watch my races because of the time change. So yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a lot different than most kids growing up and um, you know, being away from my family for so long and still having their support as, as you know, I was growing up was really important to me. So yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a journey for sure, but you know, I wouldn't be anywhere without my, my parents. And you know, my brothers are super supportive of me as well. I have two older brothers. so. Uh, they, they support me and, you know, they're, they're behind me as well. So it means a lot to have them. So when you went over to Europe, what, 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 what were you racing there? Yeah, I was running. And, and what age? I was running go-karts in Europe. And okay. I spent probably 10 to 12 months of my life there between the ages of 11 and 14. 
Um, you know, I, I was there for a lot of the summers and spent a lot of time there. The, the racing over there is a lot more competitive in the karting ranks than it is here just because racing as a whole with F1 and everything that they have in Europe is, is much bigger. So it's, uh, it's definitely a lot different atmosphere. And, you know, for me growing up and, you know, speaking English and then going to Italy and um, having a language barrier and spending a lot of time there, I honestly started to learn how to listen and, you know, understand Italian, but, um, you know, I could never speak it. So. Uh, it was uh, it was a really good experience for me. I'm, it matured me a lot, and you know has made me and kind of molded me into the person I am today. So, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for the time that I was able to spend overseas. So, you know, I grew up and, and drove a couple go karts, but not like not like that. Would is there a big difference between you know here in the states and over there in terms of a go kart? No, the the carts are all the same. Um, you know, everything's the same. It's just the competition level is much higher. All the factories and all the manufacturers are in Europe. So. Um, you know, really just the, the level of it is a lot higher over there just because of that. So after go-karting, what have you kind of been behind the wheel of? Yeah, when I, uh, when I finished go-karting, I still, you know, I won a lot of go-kart races. I won a lot of national championships, and I had a lot of success in karting. But, uh, you know, it's tough to go straight from karting and, you know, find success in cars and, you know, um, you know build your, I guess, brand in, in a car. So, um, you know, I started in local, um, regional um, just road racing and uh, I started in a spec Miata it's a 1999 Miata so nothing crazy but um, you know I won a scholarship to go pro racing the year after I started racing cars in 2021 and uh, that led me to race in the, the Mazda MX-5 Cup which I still race in sometimes today but um, you know that, that gave me the opportunity to you know put my foot in the door of pro racing and um, they race alongside IMSA so I was in the IMSA paddock and that's kind of where I got my start in, in pro racing and um, you know, where I kind of found myself racing in IMSA. So I'm assuming you have your North Carolina driver's license. I do. I got it last year, yep. <laughs> so how weird is that? Like, uh, just take me through your driving test, please, because I'd love to know, how did you keep it under control? Well, the, the thing is, <laughs> I, I got my license. Well, I got my license. I turned 16 in 2022, and at that time, they weren't even doing driving tests. Right. Oh, I forgot because of COVID. So I didn't wow. Even take a driving test. <laughs> You'd have passed it. Yeah, I, I, I think I would have been, been fine, but um, I didn't have to do it. Is it weird to kind of... Um, talk to kids and, and realize, you know, what you've been doing and some kids haven't been behind the wheel of a car except for like a year. Yeah, most kids don't understand what I do. I always got made fun of in, you know, public school for always being gone for racing go-karts. Nobody really understood what I did. Um, you know, maybe I think now if they're still following me, they might have a better understanding of what I was doing back, um, you know, five, six years ago. But at the time, nobody really understood. And, um, you know, it's, it's been cool to, you know, the, my close friends from school that I still keep in touch with, having them support me as well. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it was never really fun growing up and always being gone. I got made fun of quite a bit for what I did, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm still happy. With Who's laughing now? And, and yeah, no, I, I'm glad that I, that I stuck right. with it. So let's talk now a little bit about um, what you just uh, took part in, the Rolex 24 Hours at Daytona. Um, how did that even come about in terms of, you know, how were you noticed, how were you approached? Kind of just take me through that process. Yeah, so my team owner in the MX-5 Cup, the series I was just talking about, is, is friends with the team owner of the team that I race for, and there was a connection there. And they basically did a, a four-driver shootout for this one seat. Um, for the 24, they needed a fourth driver. There's four drivers for the 24 hours of Daytona, and they had three already sorted, but they needed one more. Um, so we went to Daytona in December and did this this test, 
Uh, there was me and three other drivers, and they had all, you know, one raced in F2 in Europe, one raced in Super Formula in Japan, and one raced in the, the Indy Next Series in America, which is just below IndyCar. So guys that had a lot of experience in open wheel cars with a lot of downforce, and, you know, I came from racing stock cars and, you know, things that are much different. So right. low expectations, but I went to the test, and I did really well, and um, I ended up getting the seat. So that's kind of where it all stemmed from, and, um, you know, I showed up at the Roar, uh, which is the weekend before the 24 hours of Daytona where we do testing and, and practice. So I showed up there with about 40 laps in the car and, and not a lot of experience, but uh, you know, thankfully the team I was with, Aero Motorsports, they did a really good job getting me up to speed and, and made it a lot easier on me. So what was the car? Uh, it was an LMP2 car. It's a, it's a prototype. It's a Lamar prototype. Um, it's the second fastest class that runs at the Daytona uh, 24. So um, the only cars that are faster are the, the hyper cars, which are you know, the, the big manufacturers, they all make these prototypes that are ridiculously fast, but, um, you know, being out there and sharing the track with them is really cool. So folks out there and, and, and kids especially may not know how it all works. They yeah. see, you know, they watch the NASCAR race on Sunday or whatever. Yeah. Can, you, can you walk people through just what that event is, how it works? Yeah, so it's a 24-hour it's a race and you have uh, four drivers that rotate throughout the car. Um, you do about an hour and a half each time you get in the car and then when you come in for fuel and tires you, you come in and you also switch the driver so you get out of the car and someone else gets in um, and you have to do it really quickly because it's a race so um, you know you got to get out of the car quickly and the next guy's got to get in quickly so um, you do that for 24 hours and then whoever has done the most laps and you know crosses the line first wins the race so it's a, it's a really cool event it's prestigious and um, you know, if you win, you get I got, a Rolex. I got ready to say, yeah, so, my boy here has a Rolex. Yeah, I, <laughs> Not a bet. So, so y'all won? What's that? You won your we division, win, your class? We did, we okay. did win the class. Got so um, only the winners, each, each driver of the winning team gets a Rolex. So, um, you know, they sponsor the event and it's a, it's a you know, that, pretty fantastic. remarkable trophy. So, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, to have it at 17, I was the second youngest to ever win the race. So, oh, really? um, yeah, wow. it's, a, it's a pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool moment for me. So talk to me a little bit about, um, did you start the race for your team or when did you jump in? So the team, the, the class that I'm in, there's different driver categories and um, technically I'm considered an amateur. It's, it's all, um, it's a lot of drama really right. is, is how the driver categorization works. Um, but I'm an amateur and the other amateur on the team had to start the race. He okay. qualified the car and started the race. And then I did about six hours and 15 minutes throughout the race. So I did just over a quarter of the race. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I got in, my stints started at, the race started at 1.40 p.m. I got in the car at sunset, so around 6 p.m. Wow. And then I did an, about two hours there, and then I got in the car at uh, 1 a.m., wow. just past 1 a.m., and I did an hour and a half there, and then I got in the car at 6 a.m. and then 10 a.m., so um, it, was a, it was a long, long event, and I was definitely exhausted. I didn't get much sleep. I was, I I was going to wonder, did you take a power nap? Hour, just over an hour of sleep, so... Um, not a lot of sleep, but adrenaline kept me going. So you get in the car for the first time in terms of the race itself. Um, and here you are, you know, at Daytona, you know, the world center of speed or what, what's going through your mind the first time you get in the car? I, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a, a nervous, you know, leading up to it, getting, um, you know, obviously the driver has the other driver in the car has to come in and, and pass along the car to you. But, um, you know, sitting there with my helmet on waiting was really nervous, but, for most drivers, as soon as you get in the car, all the nervousness goes away. So um, pretty much as soon as I got in the car, I felt basically at home and, and was comfortable again. So 
Um, but leading up to it, I was really nervous. It was uh, a big moment for me, and you know, this is kind of what I dreamed of growing up, wanting to race in, in these kinds of events. So, uh, really cool to you know be there and experience that for the first time. So let me ask you one more quick question about growing up, and and I say growing up. <laughs> He's 17. Yeah. <laughs> um, in that young span of life, was there a particular moment? whether it was karting or something that you just kind of had your aha moment. You know what I'm getting at? Like yeah. it's a hobby, but then it goes beyond a hobby. Was yeah. there kind of that aha moment or that moment going, okay, I can do this and I know I can be successful yeah. at it? Yeah, it was in uh, 2017. I was running go-karting and I got a, you know, the chance to race at a world championship in Italy. And um, this was probably the biggest race that you can win in, in karting. And it was my first time going to Europe. And honestly, going there, I had the expectations. 34 of the, you know, the 160 karts that were in the race, um, make the final event the A feature. So, um, you know, just making the, the A main was, was going to be um, an accomplishment for me. And I showed right. up and ended up winning the whole wow. event and became a world championship or a world champion at, at uh, I think I was 11 years old at the time. So um, that was kind of the moment for me where I realized that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life and, uh, you know, the, the career I wanted to pursue. So let's talk a little bit about 2024 and what you can talk about in terms of um, what you got on tap. Yeah, so this year I, I just signed a, a development deal with Trackhouse Racing and, um, you know, I'm looking, looking forward to, you know, running a bunch of NASCAR races. I have some truck races um, in my future, some, some Xfinity races, a, a bunch of ARCA races, just stuff that's going to get me prepared for, you know, when I'm ready to make the, the jump to a full-time, um, you know, Xfinity or, or truck series ride in, in the future. Hopefully down the road I'll be able to, to get an opportunity to do that, but, um, you know, it's, it's just getting me prepared for the future. Um, you know, I obviously have a, a long time, a long career ahead of me, hopefully, right. and have a lot of time to, you know, make it to the top. So I just want to um, do everything I can to get prepared for, for the moment that I am um, able to get into one of the, the, the higher series. So, um, yeah, this year is all about learning and figuring things out. Obviously, I grew up racing go-karts, which is not normal for a NASCAR driver. So, um, yeah, I, I got a lot to learn and, you know, a, a bunch of learning ahead of me, um, but, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so you know, go-karting, and then you you're, run the car that you did at Daytona. Now you're jumping into trucks or the Xfinity series. Um, just, and, and you may have very little experience so far, but just the thoughts of how tough it is to drive those, because you, you talk to drivers, and, you know, especially the Xfinity car, the way that package is set up, that car can be all over the place. Um, how tough is it to drive a truck? in the car yeah it's, it's going to be tough to learn for sure um it's going to be a lot different than what i'm used to i raced the arca car once last year at, at a road course so a lot different than you know what i'm gonna end up doing um but yeah i like i said i've got a lot to learn and um you know the most that i've done is is simulator so um you know i gotta say yeah we have, a <laughs> have you jumped on an we, xbox or yeah, ps5 we, we have a, a big simulator at the the gm tech center that we all all the drivers use and you know utilize to learn and you know build setups and um, there's a lot of different things we can do on those simulators. So um, that's the extent of what I have right now because right. you're not allowed to test the cars before you race them. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I still have a lot curve. to, yeah, still lot to curve. find out. And, um, you know, it's going to be kind of figured out as it goes. But, um, you know, I'm excited for the challenge. Um, down the road, you become full-time Xfinity or a truck or, you know, even the Cup Series. In terms of, is there like a track you've always – I mean, you've been to Daytona now, but is there another track that you kind of like – when you think about NASCAR, is there kind of a track you're like, okay, that'd be kind of cool to... Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to going to Talladega, um, you know, 
growing up, you, you always see the big super speedway races. Right. And, you know, you always watch them, and they're always exciting. So um, those have always been ones that I'm looking forward to. I obviously have gotten the chance to race at Daytona. That would probably be my number one choice if, if I hadn't. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of tracks on the schedule that I'm looking forward to. Homestead is a really cool one. I always enjoy watching the races there. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited to especially go to the road courses. I feel like I excel right. on those. So. Um, for me, selfishly, I'm looking forward to the road courses, but right. um, you know, all the tracks that we're going to go to are, are really cool and you know, have a lot of history behind them all, so um, it's going to be a lot to, to soak in, but I'm looking forward to it all. So, Trackhouse, giving you this opportunity, what does that mean to you and, and how cool is it to be you know, associated with a team like Trackhouse? Because to me, I don't know that there's been much hotter of a team in NASCAR than Trackhouse over the last couple of years uh, in terms of growing and all the energy and you know and, and excitement behind that. Yeah, it's it's a unreal opportunity for me. Um, you know the amount that Justin has done to grow this team. Right. And, you know just the brand that Trackhouse has become is you know pretty incredible and um, to be a small part of that is is going to be really special for me the next few years and. Um, you know, Justin obviously has put a lot of effort into growing and, you know, setting up for the future. And I feel like it's, it's really special to be, um, you know, a small, a small piece of that. So, um, yeah, with Shane, Zane, and Daniel and Ross, I feel like we've got a really good group of guys that have a lot of talent and I have a lot to learn. learn I can learn a lot from them. So, um, yeah, I feel really happy with, with where I'm at. And um, I'm looking forward to learning from everyone that I can and, you know, just the friendship that we already, the friendships that we've already built and, um, you know, the friendships that we're going to build in the next few years is, is going to be really exciting. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot and I probably don't even know the extent of, of what is going to happen with this, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been cool so far and um, I'm excited for the next few years. Two more questions for you. So, have you had a chance to talk to the drivers? I have, yeah. I've, I've been good friends with um, most of them. I haven't talked to Shane much, but Zane, Ross, and, and Daniel, I've worked out with them all. And, um, you know, I played pickleball with Zane a bunch, and, um, you know, I've hung around them a, a good bit. So um, they've already been super welcoming and, and, you know, have been really good just friends and mentors to me. So, um, yeah, it means a lot to have them. So you get to victory lane. Um, everybody, every driver here has their own little kind of celebration. Ross with the watermelons and stuff. Got anything planned? I don't have anything signature <laughs> like a watermelon, but it, it is going to be find something. <laughs> Every driver's got to have something. So you got to have something. Figure it out before I get to victory lane. Got it. So we wrap up 2024 come November, December, uh, or November when everything ends in Phoenix, kind of, and you would look back at 24. What would be a successful year? Yeah, I feel like for me, I don't really look at winning and you know trophies. I more so look at how much I'm going to learn and you know what is going to set me up for the future. Obviously, we all go to the track and we want to win every race, but um, this year for me is going to be about growth and, and becoming a better race car driver. So, um, you know, for me, I just want to learn everything I can, take in all the opportunities that I get, and, and just enjoy. Really, um, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the moment and you know not enjoy what you're doing. And um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a race car driver, and you know, I'm doing what I love and um, that's, that's the biggest thing for me is I got to enjoy what I'm doing. So, um, I'm just, I'm just looking to learn and, you know, you know, soak in as much as I can control what I can control and, you know, put, put hundred percent effort in every day. And, um, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, I'll be a better race car driver than I am today. So, um, for me, that's the biggest thing is, is just learning and becoming better. Connor. 
Thanks for your time. Thank you. I'm sure the future it. is very bright for I hope you. So. Thank yeah, you. you got all the PR stuff down, man. Thank you did you. great, Thank man. You. Quite a natural, both on the track and Thank sitting here in front of the camera. So, hey, thanks for joining us on the 704 High School Highlight Podcast. Make sure you uh, check it out wherever you listen, subscribe, watch, however you handle your podcast. And if you find it, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, have a great week. Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered.